I've been diving deep these last few weeks um, in spiritual gifts, and uh, I'm excited to continue continue the series that I've been on the last, uh, I guess I started it two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So the first gift that we talked about two weeks ago was uh, gifts of a word of wisdom. So I spent some time uh, digging into that. I'll just recap that a little bit. Uh, words of wisdom will always align back to the nature of God. Um, oftentimes they provided insight into things that are, are, are yet to come, so in the future, um, to prepare us for a situation or circumstance. You can probably find many, many, many examples of that, particularly in the Old Testament um, of times that words of wisdom were shared through the Holy Spirit to, to give insight into um, different situations. So today, though, we are going to talk about words of knowledge. Um, this is a fun one for me. I'm, I'm excited to share a little bit more about what, um, what I've been able to kind of understand after I've been studying this, but also what the Lord has been showing me. So before I jump into it, though, let's reground ourselves. Uh, turn with me, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We'll start in, start in verse 4. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, verse 4. I'm reading out of the New Living Translation. I just got this. It's a new, it is probably the nicest new Bible that I've ever received. You know when you get a new Bible and they're like stiff? And you're like, wow, this, is bro- this one came like broken in. It's amazing. Um, it's a New Living Translation. It's called the Every Man's Bible. So if you're interested... Uh, I'll share it with you after, after service. So 1 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, starting in verse 4, it says, There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same God. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. To one person, the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice. To another, the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge. That's the New Living Translation. It could also be uh, words of wisdom and words of knowledge. The same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles, and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still, another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said also. Um, speak in other tongues. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. So in this series, I'm kind of going gift by gift, but I want to make sure that everyone understands, oftentimes the gifts of the Spirit work hand in hand together in the same moment. So very rarely you're like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna act out in the, in the gift of the words of knowledge, but I'm not going to act out in any of the other ones. Oftentimes you'll be praying in the Spirit, and then a word of knowledge will come, and, and then a word of... They, they, they kind of commingle. They work together. Uh, and why wouldn't the Holy Spirit do that way? He's not going to say, all right, now you're going to do this, and now you're going to do that. Like he, again, he, he's just bringing us all together on what he needs us, needs us to know. Uh, so for the purpose of this series, though, I really want to take some time to dive into each because I think it's important to understand how each works uh, within not only our individual lives, but also within the body of Christ. Um, so we know that the word of knowledge is one of the gifts, one of the nine that Paul talks about. I, I was studying this week and a lot of teachers and pastors break up the gifts into three categories, um, revelation, uh, Acts, I, I don't need to go into that today, but it's one of the nine. Um, so when you think about the word of knowledge, uh, the definition that the Lord gave me, it's, it, it's a supernatural, super 
natural sharing of knowledge from a past or present situation that the Holy Spirit will use to provide clarity, confirmation, guidance, or in order to draw someone to Him. So a word of knowledge is a supernatural sharing of knowledge from a past or present situation that the Holy Spirit will use to provide clarity, confirmation, guidance, or in order to draw someone to Him. Um, what does that look like? That's kind of a long, a long description of what it actually is. Um, so put more simply, it's, the, it's a tool the Lord can use to help draw someone to Him. So think about it this way. If you didn't know Jesus and you came to church one Sunday... And all of a sudden, the pastor said, oh, um, you over there, I, I don't know you, but you, you're going through this situation and um, you know, you've been having some financial difficulties and the Lord wants you to know that um, he's going to take care of you. That person, if it ministers to them, all of a sudden they'd be like, whoa, Amen. I am seen by God. Like I've been, I've been having those moments and wow, that's a, that's a really impactful, impactful moment, right? Like, how did that person who I've never met before know that about me? That's something I was keeping private. How, how, does, how does that happen? Um, it's also, so, so it's a tool to draw someone to him. Uh, it's also the Lord uses words of knowledge to drive direction in your life, right? So the Lord could be, of, could be dealing with you on something. Maybe it's uh, a new direction with your career or something, and he's giving you these things. Oftentimes a word of knowledge will give you that confirmation of, I haven't shared that with anybody and all of a sudden, this person hears from the Lord and, and, and speaks exactly what uh, the Lord has been sharing with me and gives that, that confirmation. Um, it's also a chance for the Lord to reveal himself to somebody through somebody else. And I'll, I'll, I'll give you some examples of each of those as we talk about um, words of knowledge today. So how does this look like in our everyday lives? I think we can turn in the Word and find words of knowledge and Lots of different places, both Old and New Testament. Uh, just read the book of Daniel. I think you'll see that happen uh, quite often. And one of the things, I was actually studying Daniel this week, uh, and it's very interesting. So many of you know Daniel was so close to God, and he went through a lot of things. Not just the lion's den. Um, he was held, held captive with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and he was part of that. Uh, they you know, held captive by um, Nebuchadnezzar. And in, in, as you... As you start to look at his life, every time he was put in a hairy situation that the Lord would use him to either provide words of wisdom, which happened, but also words of knowledge. After the fact, there were two things that always happened. Daniel was always elevated to a greater position within the government that was surrounding him, and he was also always terrified. Like if you read, if you look at Daniel, whether it's Daniel 3, 4, 5, you know, whatever it looks like, it always ends with he'll get all of these incredible visions and, and, and knowledge from the Lord. And he'll always say it made him sick to his stomach because of the things that he now knew. Um, not saying that happens to us, but you just see the power of God working in his life. So what does it look like in our everyday life to have words of knowledge shared? Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll walk you through a, a few specific uh, examples. But first and foremost, I think a word of knowledge can bring light to a current situation. So maybe it's um, something that you've been battling and you don't know a way out of it and it's, or, it's a, or it's a past event that you're struggling with. Maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe uh, you, you, you know, you've been battling an illness or something like that. Oftentimes those words of knowledge, they're, again, they're speaking to past or present events. It gives you 
excitement for what the Lord is going to do. Um, and they're really powerful because if you, if you stop and think about it, if you're going through something super private that you haven't shared with anybody, and all of a sudden somebody, whether it doesn't always, it's not always or very rarely is it going to be a pastor, somebody speaks into your life about that specific situation, you go, wow, how in the world did you know that? And I'll share a little bit of a, a story for that Sheree and I went through uh, together that I had that reaction. Um, and, and I think it also makes you aware of like, man, I've been crying out to God about this and he hears me, he sees me, he knows me. Um, remember, the, the, the gifts of the Spirit are meant to encourage and edify and uplift the body of Christ. So the, the, the gift of the word of knowledge is to do just that. It's supposed to encourage, edify, uplift us. Uh, and how does that happen? So I want to share a story. And I'll try to keep this concise, but it's a long story. Um, some of you have maybe heard this story a little bit. If not, uh, or if you have, I apologize. I'm going to share it anyways, because um, I think it's, it's, it's really impactful. So uh, rewind four years ago, and Shri and I... Uh, we're sitting around the dinner table, and, and I had just been seeking the Lord about like direction for, for our lives. I had just started a new job at Target, um, and I, I just felt like this, this season of transition was coming. Uh, I didn't know what it was or what it was for. I just knew that the Lord was preparing me to get ready to do something new. I thought, I'm going to be leaving Target. I'm going to start a new career with something. I, I, th I thought that's what it was going to be. Um, but I wasn't sure. It was, it was a little unclear. And I'd share this with Cherie, like, man, I just have this sense in my spirit that transition is coming. Um, and this is like fall of 2019. So before everything shut down uh, in the world. Um, 2020 happens. Um, and we had been a part of a small group that had met in Menominee, Wisconsin. Goodness, 12 years ago, 13 years ago that our friends Josh and Angela, Josh has shared here before, um, had started and I felt like the Lord was stirring in our heart like, Adam, you need to get this group back together. Now at, at the time we all lived in Wisconsin uh, or, or uh, um, this side of Minnesota. Well now everyone lived, so one person lived in Texas, one person lived in Oklahoma, one person lived in Iowa, uh, and then a, a couple of us were here in Wisconsin and Minnesota. And, and I felt like the Lord was like, you need to get the gang back together. So I called everybody, and this is like April 2020, um, when you couldn't go to the grocery store, right? Uh, and I brought, I, we said, okay, we're going to meet over Zoom. And we hadn't, uh, a lot of these folks we had lost, lost touch with, so it was great to, to get together with them. But I still felt this season of transition coming and I, again, I wasn't quite sure. I, I, as 2020 started to carry on, I, it became a little more clear. You know, we had had a few people share, like, we feel like, again, kind of speaking into that something new is coming for you, be prepared, start praying into it. Um, and then September of 2020, uh, at this time, Josh and Angela, our friends, were living in uh, Rosholt, Wisconsin, which is in central Wisconsin near Stevens Point. And we went down to visit them just to spend the weekend with them, and um, they had been a part of this home church. Uh, I had personally never been to a home church, uh, so I was a little curious um, so we go with them and they, they invited us along. Hey, can you, do you guys want to come with us? And we're like, sure, that sounds great. Um, so we go to this home church and it, it, in, within this body of believers, they would eat dinner together 
and then they would have like a prayer gathering or worship gathering. So we go there. We don't know anybody. Um, we meet the, the hosts. Uh, they're, they're fantastic people. And, um, you know, we eat dinner and kind of mingle, you know, the small talk that you have when you, you first meet, meet new people. Um, and then we go down for the, for the prayer gathering. Again, at this point, I'm like, I'm just going to observe. Uh, this is, I, 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 obviously I was entering in, but I'm like, I, I'm curious to see, you know, Josh had shared a little bit about what their meetings had looked like. Uh, but I was just, you know, it seemed like it was right up our alley. We're downstairs for maybe 10 minutes. And um, Ernest is the leader. He's Ernest and Tammy, they're, they're good friends of, of our church. Uh, it was at their house. Uh, he looks over to Sheree and I and he says, we need to pray for you. And we're like, we don't know anyone here. We've never met any of these people here. What in the world is going on? Um, and I, I, I say all this to say none of this is weird to us because we grew up in a charismatic environment. We grew up in, a, in a, an evangelical church that flowed in the gifts of the Spirit. And all of a sudden, uh, the group starts giving us, and they start praying over us, and starts giving us words of knowledge about things that the Lord had been dealing with us on and preparing us for. That was like, what is going on? In fact, um, Josh recorded it uh, just as a just so we could look back on it and remember. And it's been so cool to see how those things that the Lord was dealing with us at that time were spoken out over us by people that we had never met. And it was such confirmation for Sheree and I to go, okay, we're not just thinking this up. This isn't just something that uh, is, you know, something in our brain that we want to have happen. And it was just so on point with, Man, there's, there was one thing that was shared. He, one of, the, one of the, the guys there, I think he was like 18, he's like, I see you guys like a firework. Like you're ready to just take off and explode. Like the Lord is preparing you for something great. Um, and then later that, uh, probably six months later, Glory Church began to be thought of and, and planned. Um, so it, it just gave us such confidence and confirmation that the things that the Lord was revealing to us and was showing us was actually what was actually the Lord was preparing us for. And it happened through people that we had never met before. Now, Ernest and Tammy are very near and dear friends uh, to us now. Um, and I'm so thankful for that because had we never, had the Lord never led me to do all of those things, I don't know if we would have ever been sitting in their, in their basement part of a prayer meeting, right? So not only was it an opportunity for words of knowledge to be shared, but also just how being obedient and following what the Lord leads you to do. Had I never started the online Bible study with the original group, we probably would never have gotten reconnected with our friends, Josh and Angela. Like all of these things fell in line for us to land exactly where we needed to be, right? So you look at, like even look at Daniel and his life, right? Had he never been brought back and had he never gone through those things, he would never have been elevated. He would never have had the opportunity to go into the lions and all of those things that, at the time, it's really hard, but the Lord has you in, perfect, in, in certain situations and in places to be a light, but also to be able to speak the truth, speak words of knowledge out, right? So that's just one example of how words of knowledge can confirm things in your life. You can probably think of things in your own life where the Lord's been stirring something in your heart. And you're like, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how to, and somebody will speak something into your life. They're either praying with you um, whatever it may be, or, hey, the Lord just told me I needed to share this with you. Uh, you're going through this and just keep going on. 
all of those things can really push you in the right direction, push you to where the Lord needs you to go. So that's the first example. Words of knowledge can confirm things in your life. Secondly, words of knowledge can reveal the nature of God, and when it is shared, it can draw others back to Him. So a perfect example of this is the story of the woman at the well. So turn with me to John chapter 4. Um, and we all know that God is, Jesus was fully God and fully man. He was filled with the Spirit when John baptized him. Now he's sitting at this well. He's having this conversation with this Samaritan woman. Now, if, if you aren't familiar with the story, the Jews and the Samaritans didn't talk to each other, didn't like each other. If they did, it was very contentious. So here Jesus is sitting at the side of this well. The Samaritan woman comes up. They start having this dialogue, this back and forth. He asks her to, to give him a drink. And she says, why, why would you, a Jew, ask a Samaritan woman for a drink? And they, they continue to have this conversation. Uh, Jesus says, um, I can give you living water. And that's where we're going to pick it up. So John chapter 4, verse 10. John chapter 4, verse 10. I'm going to actually pull it up and read it out of here. John chapter 4. This is probably one of my favorite uh, favorite stories of, of Jesus living on the earth. Um, John chapter 4 verse 10. It says, uh, Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. And this is the Samaritan woman replying, But sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, Anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. She says, please, sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Jesus says, go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship while we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim, where our ancestors worshipped? Now we're going to skip ahead a little bit in the story and jump to verse 29. Or verse 28, it says, The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village, telling everyone, Come and see a man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. So this is a really great example of somebody reading your uh, diary, per se, and drawing people back to himself. So do you think that had Jesus never gotten to this point where he had the opportunity to share this woman like, yeah, I know, you, you're not married. You are living with a man that's not your husband and you've had five husbands. Do you think it would have had the same impact than if he would have just said, yeah, but I, I, I can provide this river of living water? No, it, it wouldn't have because it gave the woman at the well reason to believe that Jesus was who he said he was. Right? 
I was listening to um, uh, a video on YouTube from Sean Bowles, who's a, a prophet, um, he, he very prominent in the church, and, and he was telling a story of a man that was in Hollywood. And um, this guy was an atheist, and he had tried with all the different psychics and all the people to, to understand what he was supposed to do and fell short every single time. So he calls Sean and says, hey, can you just come and, and pray over us? And, and Sean does and, and provides some word of, words of knowledge. And instantly that man that was an atheist, Sean was able to describe exactly what he was going through and became a believer because he knew that only God could be the one that is providing the word of knowledge that he was sharing. And just like in this situation where Jesus is talking to the woman at the well, he had such impact and drew that woman to him because he was able to see her, to know her, and to be able to tell her something that nobody else... She had just met Jesus at the well. It's not like it, he was well-known. He was a Jew. He didn't live in her town where you know, she was well-known for those things, but he didn't live there. He didn't know her. So how in the world would he have known that those things? And that's where words of knowledge are so impactful because they can reveal Jesus. They can reveal God to somebody that doesn't and isn't able to see him themselves. Super impactful. If you read, uh, read ahead even further in verse 39, it says, Many Samaritans from the village believed in Jesus because the woman had said, He told me, everything I ever did. Most people, if they were to look at you and say, oh yeah, I know who you are, you've had five husbands, you'd be like, get out of here. Quit, quit judging me. Quit telling This lady had the opposite reaction. And so did the Samaritans. They were like, wow, this is the guy we've been waiting for. All because he knew who she was. All because he told her he knew who she was. Now, Jesus is fully God, right? That's who, we know that's who He is. But the same Holy Spirit that lived in Jesus resides in us. So the same Holy Spirit that gives knowledge to Jesus can do the same thing to us. And when we flow in the gifts of the word of knowledge and are obedient to share with others when we are led, we can have eternal impacts. It can have eternal impacts. Super knowledge, supernatural knowledge is just that. It's supernatural. Natural. It doesn't have a, doesn't have to have a natural physical explanation, and it can't be denied. Another example. This is uh, there was a, a conference a few years ago um, called the Send. It was a, this conglomeration of um, pastors and, and ministers and teachers. And Sean Bowles again gets up and he shares a word of knowledge. Calls somebody. There's, he said, "There's a guy in here named Dennis. Dennis, you're been going through this." you know, all these things. And there's a guy that's like waving his arms. He's like, that's me. And starts like declaring this word for over this guy. And it was crazy. This guy actually had a, a, a recap on YouTube of like how that was so impactful to his life. And you never know. Somebody could be waiting for the word of knowledge that you need to share to have the courage to step out and do what the Lord has asked them to do. And it's your responsibility. The Holy Spirit has given you that word to share with them to share it with them. You never know the trajectory that that is going to send somebody on, both good and bad. I'll get to that later. But it's important if the Holy Spirit is giving you something to share, that you share it. Because as a body of Christ, we all are meant to work together to 
get people to know Christ. And you never know. Somebody, I'm sure, had to share a word of knowledge with Billy Graham at some point. Do you think they thought, whether it was his mom, his pastor, whoever it is, that, that, they, that he would have the eternal impact that he had? We don't know, right? So you never know when the Lord is asking you to share a word of knowledge with somebody that it can have eternal impact. Amen. Right? Oftentimes, the gift of the words of wisdom and the gifts of the word of knowledge will go hand in hand. Many times a word of knowledge is something that either has happened, like this example with a woman at the well, Jesus knew he, she had had five husbands, or is currently happening. Whereas a gift of the word of wisdom can be applied to a certain situation that will likely happen in the future. So lastly, a word of knowledge reveals God's power to men. We don't need to turn there, but uh, in Acts chapter 5, many of you know this story um, of Ananias and Sapphira and, and what happened to them. Uh, so if, if you aren't familiar, uh, there is, uh, the, the early church had just started to grow um, by the thousands. It's growing rapidly, exponentially fast. And um, it talks about in Acts chapter 2 where no one was without lack. If somebody was without lack, you know, those in the church sold something so they could provide food or, or, or whatever it was uh, for individuals. And there was two people, Ananias and Sapphira, that were going to take part in that. They were going to sell everything they had and give it all to the church. The problem is, they didn't. They kept some for themselves. They tried to hide it from God. They tried to hide it from God. And they had shared with the church that they had sold everything and they had given everything back to the church. The only problem is, is they hadn't done that. What ends up happening to Ananias and Sapphira? They both end up dead on the spot. But what happens before that is Peter is given a word of knowledge about their situation. He's given and he, he, he's told by them, hey, you, he's told by God, you said you did this, but you really didn't. And because you didn't, God is going, you are going to die. And if, if you read within Acts chapter 5, Ananias dies first and then Sapphira comes back and says, what happened? And Peter says, basically very similar to what he said to Ananias, you told us you had given us everything that you had. You didn't. Uh, the people that are going to carry your dead body back are waiting at the door. She dies, right? Um, this is a really unique example of a word of knowledge. There's, from what I understand, there's never another example in the Bible that highlights where a word of knowledge is given and somebody dies. This is, this is the lone example. And I was studying, you know, this is kind of a unique example in the New Testament because you don't hear of this happening uh, where the God strikes somebody dead. You hear about that happening in the Old Testament often, but not in the New Testament. Uh, and, and there's a lot of different theories and opinions on, on why that happened, and you can study that out if, if, if you so choose. I'm not going to spend the time discussing that today. But it does show God's power and how He will still use people to share the word of knowledge. He wouldn't have needed Peter to confront them. He could have just struck them dead, right? He could have, but it also taught Peter something. It showed the power of who God was. And I want to close today by, by talking about one other example and something that I think is really important. Words of knowledge come from the Lord. They come from the Holy Spirit, and that's important. There are also other supernatural powers at be that would love to convince you that they are the Holy Spirit when they're not. 
The enemy knows all of the, the gifts that the Holy Spirit has given. He knows the Bible just like everyone else. And he will do his, his power to try and convince you of something that is not from the Lord. So I was talking about this a few weeks ago. Oftentimes when the Lord gives you a word, sometimes it's for right now, sometimes it's for the future. You need to put it on the shelf, right? Sometimes that word isn't even from the Lord itself. And sadly, within the church, um, we can find situations where people have said, I have a word from you from God. And it's not from the Lord, and it's really only for personal gain. Right? Where, hey, I, the Lord told me that um, I'm supposed to marry you. <laughs> oh, really? Because he didn't tell me that. But unfortunately, especially when somebody is in a powerful position and they have sway over somebody, they can manipulate people by saying that it is a word of knowledge or a word from the Lord. It happens. I'm sure many of you know in the 80s there was a very prominent televangelist that would say, I've got a word from somebody for somebody. He also had an earpiece in his ear and somebody was telling him, hey, this is what needs to happen. Those are not good things. Those are not words of knowledge. You can manipulate and control people for personal gain by saying it's from the Lord when really it's not. And I say all of that not to condemn anyone. That's not what I'm up here doing. But I am saying that if you receive a word from somebody, it's your responsibility to check that with the Lord. It's your responsibility to go back to the Holy Spirit and say, mm, is this right? And as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, when the Lord gives you a word, oftentimes he's not going to just give it through one person. He's going to confirm it multiple times. So if somebody comes up and says, I'm supposed to marry you, another random person that maybe is unrelated says, hey, have you, that person might, be, might, be, might need to be your spouse. That's, that's one example. Or maybe it's, hey, you, you need to start a new career. You need to start a new business. Um, I, we need to do this together. Other people are going to confirm that if it's from the Lord. And the Holy Spirit is going to witness to you on the inside to say, yes, this is right. So I say that only to caution you that if somebody does share a word of knowledge with you, don't just jump right away at moment's notice to go and do it if only one person has shared. Now, if, if you hear that and the Holy Spirit's been dealing with you on it over and over and over again, and it, it, it's confirmation for you, Excuse me, in confirmation for you, pray about it, seek the Lord about it, and move on. But don't just jump because one person said something, right? Uh, especially in today's digital age, there's a lot of potential opportunities for you to be swayed by anything and everyone that's on Facebook or YouTube or the TikTok or whatever social media trend is out there. I'm too old to know what all of them are. Um, but it's important for you to understand that we need to have discernment. Yes. We need to be able to discern what's the Holy Spirit and what's not. That's one of the gifts of the Spirit that I'll get to in a few weeks. But we have to be able to discern what's right and what's not. What's right and what's not. Because that is critical for us to be able to move forward with what the Lord has planned for us. If you're just jumping at every little thing, you're going to be like you're on a treadmill. You're going to be running stationary instead of okay lord where do you need me to go and i think most importantly 
Because we all make mistakes. If somebody shares a word with you and it's not accurate, don't judge them. Don't chastise them. Don't make them out to be the enemy. Love them. Have grace for them. Because we are all learning. And the gifts of the Spirit, they do take practice. They take practice for us to understand how to flow and what's right and and when to share and when not to share. Don't call them out in public. Some of the most prominent people, and I, I've shared this often, Todd White, he gives words of knowledge all the time. And you know what he says? Sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I thought it was from the Lord and it must not have been. You know, that's okay. We're all going to make those mistakes. That's why it's so important when you do receive a word of knowledge that you discern when and why and, and how you need to um, implement that. I think one of the challenges in today's church uh, is, is that social media, and I'm sure many of you all know how I feel about social media. I don't need to, don't need to go there. Um, but social media gives the ability to anybody to share their opinion on, on whatever it may be. Uh, there's some YouTube personalities that have no problem criticizing ministries and pastors and, and different things like that. It's our, our responsibility as a body of Christ. If somebody makes a mistake, not to do that. Don't get on the Facebook or whatever it is. I can't believe this person said that, right? It's important for us to stand up for truth, but it's also important for us to lead with grace because that who, that's who Jesus is. Uh, if, you look in, if you look in Scripture and you look at Jesus' life, the only people he called out in person were the religious people. He'd call out the Pharisees. He would call them out for the things they're doing wrong. He wouldn't call out any other random person. So it's important for us to understand that when we are flowing the gifts of the Spirit, to have grace with each other. And I'll continue to reiterate that as we go through these, that it's important that we have grace with each other, that uh, if somebody's going to prophesy over you something and it never comes to pass, it doesn't mean that it was wrong. Maybe they misinterpreted or maybe they shared something that was meant to be shared later. Uh, or maybe there was something else that happened that caused that to happen later in life, whatever it may be, right? Uh, I've used the example, I, I've, I had people prophesy over me when I was real young that I was going to be a pastor. That didn't mean when I was nine that I was supposed to be standing up in front of a pulpit leading a church, right? That doesn't mean that. That person that shared that could have said, wow, I must have missed it, I must have gotten it wrong. Or me as the individual receiving could have said, well, I need to preach tomorrow. Pastor Kevin, I need to be up on the pulpit taking your job. He would have laughed at me, right? So that's why it's so important for us to understand when we're flowing in the gifts of the Spirit within the body that we need to be able to have grace with people and be able to understand that sometimes people are going to get right, sometimes people are going to get wrong. And it's our job as believers to go back to the source, to go back to the Spirit, to go back to the Holy Spirit and really understand um, what He wants for us to do. And, And words of knowledge are so impactful for the kingdom. So impactful. I, I'm sure many of you remember, if, if you weren't, a, maybe you weren't a part of the church at the time, but there was a Sunday, I think it was April 20th, 2022, in this building where Tammy and Ernest first came here. And it was the first service, and they were just given, it was incredible because it was words of knowledge and prophecy, all of these things that were shared. And they would tell you that we're not special. We just are obedient to what the Lord has for us. And I would encourage us as a body of believers be comfortable being uncomfortable. It is uncomfortable when you're, you, the Lord is putting something on your heart and you need to share it with somebody. It can be uncomfortable because you might be sharing something that is speaking to 
the heart of that person. And you want to make sure it's right. So you maybe hold back. Don't hold back. Be obedient. Because you never know the eternal impact it could have to the kingdom.